Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sarah and Adam Show. I'm here as the the guest of uh, with with my friend Sarah, who's the host. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Isn't it kind of weird to say that you're a guest if you're in the show title, show name, headliner? I'll, I'll be honest. It feels the reason I said that at all, and I know it sounded really awkward, and because it was awkward, but. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds awkward because it is awkward but uh the reason it said i said it that that way was it just struck me as strange that we're announcing it as the sarah and adam show which seems like that's it's like the thing you own and then oh and adam is just tacked on but it's fine um if that's if that's how people perceive it or whatever but mm-hmm. why the hell am i the one announcing it at the start because i made you do it uh best answer all right (laughs) oh yeah sounds sounds true all right so uh we did watch the first episode of the last of us which is like a a Mm full-length movie um it's like an hour and a half episode yeah Uh, we're, we're doing bad batch season two episode four mm-hmm and we've got some news about other shows and stuff and things, I think, right? Yeah, like like minimal minimal news. Minimal news. Okay, what what kind of minimal news do you have for us? Um well, we were just discussing Willow season 2. It's not officially confirmed, but apparently it looks promising. Yeah. So. Um Ron Howard wants to direct an episode of it. I'm sure that will, I don't know. Do you think that will have like a little bit of, of sway? Uh, so if it's captured his imagination mm-hmm. to the point that he would like to, I, I mean, I think the key, I don't know what, what his place in the LucasArts, LucasFilm uh, organization is, but I know he's close friends with Ken, uh, like Kathleen Kennedy. And I'm like, she, he's like their trust guy, right? Like when, when Solo was going weird with the, um, with the, directors that um forget what their names are now the guy the guys who directed the lego movie oh gosh uh so the, those two guys directed uh were directing solo apparently it was just not going the direction it was supposed to go and so they fired those two and the person they sent in to fix and write the ship kind of was ron howard mm-hmm. okay you know, like he's he, he's the he's their trust guy he's the guy and so you, you got to think that his word has a lot of weight. Okay. Fair. I didn't realize that he was that, like, <clears throat> trusted, I guess. Yeah. Because well, he was involved in the other movies and, you know, he's close to he's close to the brand. I think he cares about, cares about Star Wars and its success and stuff. I think he's good friends with George Lucas or something. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure. Honestly, like, I... About it, like... I don't know any of them, obviously. So, you know, <laughs> but but yeah, like he's always he's, you can see like the his impact and influence over these things is uh, you can't really deny it after you see uh, the, you know the amount of things that he's been in and the his involvement in various projects. So, um, the fact that he wants to he'd like to direct one, it seems like that's a pretty good vote of confidence in in the show. Perfect. Then, I guess maybe we will get a season two. I feel like if we get a season two, like it comes with an implied season three. 
Yeah, I, I actually would be curious if we end up getting two and three renewed at the same time. That, that would be interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, because usually what happens, like the way trilogies are, like the traditional setup of trilogies is like the first one is a self-contained, like it's an intro to the heroes. You mm-hmm. know, you see you see what they're, you know, who they are kind of like the, some of them, you know, grow to become heroes or whatever, but then they win, it's victorious, hooray. Um, and then season two is where the bad guys basically win and they beat up the good guys and then the season three so the good guys uh come back against all odds and win right which i mean you could look no farther than star wars like the original trilogy that's exactly what happens yeah yeah almost every trilogy follows an arc similar to that if not that exact one Right, like Willow did that exact thing, and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, but just like Star Wars, like there's still the Empire around, mm-hmm. you know, they saved Vader or whatever. So, you know, there was still there was still a very obvious enemy, just like Willow. It's like, well, you you just killed some random old woman, and Cage Face, Cage Face. <laughs> so, uh, otherwise. Mando's coming soon as well. Yeah, March 1st. Ooh, man, I am so pumped. The The new trailer is awesome. It looked really good. Like, holy cow. I, I'm actually really excited. I want to see, and I know that not everyone who listens to this plays our game, so I'll try to be brief, but I just I just have to think, and lately I've been playing, like, in, in our Galaxy of Heroes game, I've been playing with Mandalorians more and more mm-hmm. uh, lately. So I'm trying to make video a video about them, and uh, they're they're a really fun faction. But there's a ton of characters that are going unused. I really hope we get a few more Mando characters to make more of that faction. Yeah, awesome. It wouldn't surprise me if we did, especially with the season coming. Yeah, I hope so. Um, but I, I mean, that many people in Mandalorian armor and stuff—it's just exciting. It looked so good, and like, I feel like it had the right amount of uh, teasing for the season. Like, you see them with Baby Yoda flying in their ship. You see all the Mandalorians, like you're saying. Grief shows up. The armor is there. Like, you're just seeing all all these little snippets of everything that you want. Um, So, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, there's even... um... And, and there's this hasn't been confirmed or anything, but there's there's a uh, in the trailer there's just like this really brief snapshot of someone who's wearing something very reminiscent, at least to what Sabine would look like. Right. And it's, it's kind of blurred in the background, you know. But but it's like what what like the picture I saw was you know holding it showed it showed like what she looks like you know in the right pose and like the right colors and then it like compared right next to it. Okay. Uh, right. What, you know what what the actual picture was and i was like oh that could easily be her like that you know just looking at that would be it would make it surprising that it it wasn't her actually mm-hmm. when you see it side by side like that yeah mm-hmm. well and, and i think that it's the perfect opportunity honestly just to like don't, don't let her come in and steal the show or anything but let her come in do some badass mandalorian stuff mm-hmm and then and get people hyped for the next show for the Ahsoka show. Yeah, which 
I mean, that would be really genius. I, I think that would be a gr really, really smart move on their part to do that. Right. I mean, I've been saying for a while, like, it just makes so much sense to put her into the Mando move or show at least a little bit. Yeah. So, but it's exciting. So I guess that's like, I don't know, five and a half weeks away. Not even. Yeah, that's exciting. So. It's like, yeah, you'll, you'll potentially... Depending on when you uh, pop, you you might be able to just watch. <laughs> you might be able to just watch all of. Sorry, I know people don't. Some people don't love uh, that term. <laughs> but I might be able to watch a few episodes. It, well, I mean, you know, if 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 he decides to show up a little early, maybe, maybe he'll get to watch all of season three with you. Who knows? Like it's it's that close though. It's like it's it's close. I know. It's like yeah, yeah, one on top of the other, basically uh it's okay it'll be fine yeah. yeah yeah i'm sure it'll be fine actually i'm sure it, i actually i'm pretty sure it will be fine so i'm excited for bad batch or i'm for bad Batch. i am kind of excited for bad batch uh though this <laughs> season was or this episode is whatever but um i'm excited to talk about mando though mando's gonna have a lot of cool stuff yeah it is um okay so should we talk about Bad Batch first? What do you want to talk about first? Should we just knock out Bad Batch real quick? Yeah. First? Sure. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so we're back to the to the light side characters. Um <laughs> right. and a few so we of only them. get like we only get a few of them, yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's Omega, Wrecker, and Tech. Yeah, and sketchy Sid. Sketchy, yeah. I don't even know if I would like. He's not light side. I guess totally is she. Or sorry, she's not light side. She's pretty sketchy. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what I'd call her. Like, if I had to think, like, choose for Galaxy of Heroes. Yeah. I don't know. She's. She's, she's like she's probably a little more dark, but she seems I mean, sus. She like, what's that? She seems sus. She is sus. Like, yep. But yeah, like the engine. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just them though. I know. Like okay, let's let's take Hunter and Echo out of it too. Which yeah, it's kind of weird. I will say I did enjoy like the opening of this episode with Omega and Wrecker playing on the hollow table and uh record just gives he this was such a good little snippet because he g gives off this goofy like fun uncle vibe um and it just really came through in that moment i thought yeah, well, it, it's fun i mean so you know the mentel mix is kind of a fun mm -hmm. uh thing to talk about and I, I don't know. I just one one of the things that I've always liked about Bad Batch, like they're hanging out on Ord Mantel, and you know that's it has its roots in Episode Five, right? Uh, you know, like the Han Solo has to leave the rebellion at the start. You know, he's like, well, the bounty hunter we ran into on Ord Mantel changed my mind, right? You know, and that, that's all they say. Like they, we don't know anything else about Ord Mantel, but I've just always really liked that. 
they just read they, they take a something that is you know pretty obscure but still like very entrenched in the canon right and they're just kind of fleshing it out you know and, and it's a place that they could run into a bounty hunter you know like that that wouldn't be surprising it's just, it's kind of a sketchy place right totally and like they've got people doing jobs and and all that kind of stuff so um yeah, they have Hunter and Echo delivering Nerf nuggets. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Which is apparently a a mission or whatever Omega calls uh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, she's like, I wouldn't call that a mission or <laughs> <laughs> something. Uh, uh, yeah. But, um, but overall, like this episode, this episode did. I even I actually watched this one twice. Um, oh, okay. And it did feel more like a filler episode a little bit i like that they kind of advanced sid's character a little bit yeah um they've been with her long enough like we kind of need we need to know more about what her thing is because she does kind of just seem like i don't know she's kind of like just on the edge of ruin sometimes right yeah she doesn't she doesn't make the best decisions seems like well and and I think it's tech that even points that out, right? Like he right. says something along the lines of how like this is a a pattern with her or whatever, like they no. I, I literally said it out loud. I was like, Thank you when they when we saw that. When, he, <laughs> when Tech said that, I was like, they finally noticed. Mm-hmm. Like like she she just seems you know she makes some good she t- she seems tough, you know, she acts tough mm-hmm. and that kind of hides it a little bit, but yeah, she's Every once in a while, they have to bail her out. Like she's, you know, some of the pikes try to steal her stuff. Like she's just powerless. Right. You know, this guy takes, you know, tries to, you know, have a bet with a side bet with her. And it's like going to ruin her. And she still makes it for some reason. Man. I don't know. So, yeah. Uh, So you realize, uh, it took me a while to realize this. You know that she's a Trandoshan. Like, she's the same species as uh, Bosk. Bosk, okay. Yeah. She's just a female version and kind Mm -hmm. of, and the animation is kind of weird. So it's not super apparent. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't, like, immediately realize it. But now that you say it, you can see it. And if you picture Bosk animated the same way, kind of makes sense, right? I think so. Um... Uh, so what did you think of the pilot that she acquired, the droid? He was like, uh, he kind of gave me C-3PO and K-2SO vibes, like, mashed together. Hmm. Like, he sort of had, like, the bluntness of K-2SO, but the, okay. uh, the like, protocol droid annoyingness of C-3PO. The prissiness? Yeah. But then he also had this ego that I was like, where is this ego coming from? I, I liked the ego. I, I like. I liked it. it. He was making me laugh. Well, I liked it because, I, I don't know, maybe it's just because he was a slave. He's a droid. He's like non-threatening to me. But like mm-hmm. when I see, when there's someone who's like super arrogant and like doesn't have any uh, notion of how arrogant they're acting, like they're just so obnoxious, like. I know I can be like that sometimes for sure. I, I have that. I have elements of, of, you know, arrogance or at least ego. Right. And right. so, uh, you know, and I really do uh, believe it or not. I really do try to, um, 
keep that a little bit tamped down but uh, i think this part of part of the reason i can recognize it like i I see other people who are like that and it drives me so crazy. And I think it's just, uh, you know, like game recognizes game a little bit. Right. Um, so if I saw it on a human, I'd be like, I hate him so much. <laughs> I, I don't want, to, I don't, I don't want to watch him, you know, probably because I see a little of that mirror in myself mm -hmm. and, um, but, but because it's a droid, it's like, somehow it's just like non-threatening to me. And I'm like, ha he's funny. I I was I liked him. <laughs> I I was uh I noticed it a lot and this I don't know if this sounds weird or not but he went like he kept ending his sentences or his whatever he, he was saying with with his name but like saying Teo um mm -hmm. and for whatever reason that just came across more like egotistical to me Sure uh which I mean was fine I'm sure that was the whole point it really resonated with Adam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed also his line when he was laying on the table. And he's like, hey, like, maybe a little less chatter over there. And a little bit more, whatever it was he said, spanner, whatever, working on him, basically. Mm -hmm. Just calling them out for chit-chatting. Well, yeah, like less chatter, more spanner. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it's funny. Like they, there's the there's that scene in, in episode five as well. Um, you know, Star Wars, just Empire Strikes Back, where where Han Solo says, "Hydro spanner, get me the hydro spanner," mm -hmm. and that that's literally and now now it's just like this whole thing. It's fun. Yeah, so like now they just call it a spanner. Like it's it's just this common vernacular, common word in their vernacular. Just some slang. Yeah, I, I loved how cocky he was, but then I also like the subservience of a droid that he had. He's like mm -hmm. because like he could be told what to do by Sid. Right. And so he's like, Yeah, of course yeah, I'm I'm gonna do that. Yeah, for sure I'll do that. Of course I will do that. Right. You know, like he, like it's my idea, but but I'll do. You know, like he's <laughs> the the mix of that was especially fun. Like she tells him what to do, and he's like, "Yes, of course I'll do that." You know, like he'll, but he always obeys at least. You know, his master. So yeah, um, no, I thought he was a good ad. I mean, he he gave this episode a little bit more spice. I think it would have been real dull without him. Yeah, it it, it needed a little more juice for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, because it was just like, I mean, I, I called it right away when Tech was like commenting on it. I'm like, oh, something's going to happen and Tech is going to be the guy who pilots it. Right. Like, and, and then sure enough, Tech is, and my kids are both like, daddy, you called it. Like, you know, they're, they're like annoyed. <laughs> Way to ruin it. Uh... Well, uh, you know what, actually, sometimes I'll just like pause it and I'll be like, what do you guys think is going to happen in this episode based mm -hmm. off of the... And they all get, you know, they give me their predictions and we just have a fun game of predicting. And so they were, I think they were annoyed that they didn't get it. That they didn't get it right. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, that's right, boys. Learn, learn your place. <laughs> no, they actually, they do a really good job of predicting too. Uh, this time, not so much, but sometimes I'm just like, that was really insightful. That's actually how the episode should have gone. Yeah. That would have been a better episode, boys. <laughs> oh, man. 
Um, so, so you called it. Uh, yeah, so I called it, and then it happened exactly like I was like, okay. Especially like the minute the minute I knew for sure I was right was when Tech was like, I think your strategy's wrong. You should do such and such, and I was like, mm. okay, for sure Tech is gonna do it now. Right, as soon as he started chiming in. I became extremely confident at that point, yeah. at, like at the end. Well, because at first he was like, I cannot figure, like you're just trying, he made all these comments of like, he couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I took it as, he's as an intellectual, he's like, all right, challenge accepted. I am going to solve this. It's a puzzle. And now he's going to fixate on it. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I, 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 not that I'm like nearly as intelligent as he is, but I, I have, I have similar reactions too. you know, like I, I like the puzzle aspect of things. I'm always like, if it's interesting to me and I don't get it, then awesome. Like now I have a ton of stuff to think about and explore and figure out. Right. And, and try to finagle it or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this was kind of just a brief little fillery type and they seem to bail Sid out of her problem like and pretty foolishly actually like why did they go through Omega to do it why did they let Omega do that like she's a child right it it doesn't matter how smart she is or how you know like talented or she's technically older than them whatever like she's still developmentally a child I think the answer is because Hunter and Echo weren't there. <laughs> right. Well, and, well, you're right. And like Wrecker, Wrecker doesn't have the moral authority to mm-hmm. do that. To, like he, like you said earlier, he's like a, a goofy uncle. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. That's what they are. Like he, he can't really tell her no. Right. Really. Like he's like, hey, like be safe or whatever. But mostly, he's just there to hang out with her. Right. Which is great. She needs that kind of influence as long as her other father figures. But then Tech is not a leader either. Like he's just. He, he is he's... like, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, he seems like the type who like maybe would recognize that it's, it's a bad idea because she's a kid or, or whatever, but also sees that it's a good idea because logically it would work and lead to the solution. So that's the choice you should go with. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he seems like that kind of person. Yeah, uh, like, okay, so so let, let's um, let's talk about the, the Bad Batch as a whole. Like, so, so, um, <clears throat> excuse me. It, like, if, if one other, if another Bad Batch character were to just leave the Bad Batch, like, die or, you oh. know, like, go decide to do something else, uh, like, which one would be the most disastery? For them, like which one could they least afford to lose? Oh, who's the most expendable and who's the least expendable? Uh, Because Crosshair was actually one of the most important ones because he provided that you know, like long range firepower to be able to neutralize things, yeah, you know, outside threats. And I, I always thought that was an interesting component of like now they have to deal without him, like they managed fine. Because they're kids, it's an animated show, but mm-hmm. um, but I always thought that he added such a really interesting component. He was gone, uh, but who who do you think like who's the most expendable in the squad in the group? Oh, and the least expendable. Oh, it feels it feels so weird because 
I feel like you're at a point where you kind of need all of them. Well, I mean, sure. Like the the whole group is going to be severely damaged if one of them just yeah leaves somehow. <sighs> okay, um, uh, like, so I'm asking. Like, I want to say Wrecker, maybe. Well, beyond beyond like Omega, you know, who is yeah, but like. Like yeah, she of, comes up with some good th- things, but like out of Hunter, Echo, Tech, and Wrecker is what you mean. Yeah, like Wrecker just provides brute force. Like they could theoretically just find another person to replace him right. in a way, you know, just to go find another brute. Um, yeah, like Hunter provides good leadership, good tactical knowledge, all, mm-hmm. all that stuff. You know, the all, all the everything. Um, yeah, I. In my opinion, I think the Bad Batch is overpowered because of tech. Yeah. I, I think that he solves everything. That it, Unless someone else random solves it, they're like, hey, I solved one before tech. It's like, yeah, because they need to have tech not solve everything. Right. Yeah, because if you take that aspect away, you're really just going through like leadership skills and, you know, like combat skills, so to speak. Right. Uh, well, and in the first episode, Tech just went in, uh, you know, he took out a bunch of people anyways. Right. On his own. Like, he, he's really good at fighting as well. Like, he's just good at everything. Mm-hmm. He's 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 the true power behind the squad. Mm-hmm. I could see that. He, he even has the reflexes. Like, n- never mind that he has good, like... He figures out the tactics of the of the thing, like he solves it. But you still have to have good reflexes to be able to fly a speeder at that right. rate of speed and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I don't want to get rid of any of them, though. I agree. I don't want. Them either. <laughs> uh, no. I, but... I'm. I'm so curious what's going to happen to them. Frankly, like. Because they're not around with during the rebellion, but they're not. They won't. Have, they won't have aged so much that they wouldn't be part of it either. Right. Oh man, that's kind of sad to think of. Yeah. I don't like that. Uh, uh, so here's you know, uh, here's my, well, it's not really a theory. Like here's what I want to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So um, you know, you you read the Thrawn book, right? Yeah. And so he comes from like a, the Chiss ascendancy. It's like an empire about out in the unknown regions, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and, and there's like this whole place, part in the galaxy that like no one knows about. It's totally uncharted. Um, and I, I mean, and there's also corners of the galaxy. Like where where did the First Order come from? Like they came right. from another corner of the galaxy that nobody knew about except for like the Emperor who kind of like created like way stops for them to get there and figure out you know rebuild sort of mm-hmm. um I-, I want a lot of these characters to like find an outside threat like the i don't know if you're familiar with the yuzon vong or something from the star wars from the old legends lore no so uh to, uh, to put it as succinctly as i can it's that they're like a, a race of people who come from a different galaxy okay and they're completely organic. Uh, they're non, they don't have, like, all their weapons, like, everything, that they can't do anything with electronics, uh, really. But they also can't be affected by the Force at all. And so, like, they come and invade the galaxy, kill a bunch of main characters, you know, like, it's just this whole whole mess. Like, the first first book that they're in, they kill Chewbacca. Oh. 
and you know and it's not it's not canon or anything but like that's kind of like sets the stage for for every and so you know they were actually going to be in the next clone wars season actually they were written in oh. and then before it got canceled mm-hmm. uh but but like uh real close to being just be, being made permanently canon and what I want is all of these characters who, like, apparently lived throughout, like, they didn't take part in the rebellion, which are like, well, you should, they should have been part of it because mm-hmm. they're heroic and they're against the Empire. What if these guys all found, like, some outside threat like the Yuuzhan Vong and they went and, like, joined forces with Thrawn to go, like, fight them in a battle that no one in the re- rebellion or Empire even knew about? Mm, okay. Like, in the unknown regions. So then they just take off somewhere else. Like give me get give them a way to be heroic without actually needing to be part of the conflict that we've been paying attention to. Right. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, they, they don't have to do it exactly. That. I I just I want a good explanation that keeps my characters alive. Like, <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be that. I just like why aren't Bad Batch there? Mm-hmm. Like, did they just retire? They can retire if they want, but it seems like they that's not what they, their goal is. Like, they're kind of moving toward, no, we actually have to do something about the Empire. Right. Yeah. Ooh. I I would be okay with that if they wrote, wrote them, like, setting off somewhere else. Uh, and it'd be, kind of, it'd be cool to explore a different corner of the galaxy where there are other empires and other mm-hmm. groups of people. Totally. Maybe they'll find Pandora and they can just merge with the Avatar franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Oh. But <laughs> that's that's what uh that's what Thrawn actually is. He's a No boy. Navi. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm just getting silly, so let's uh move to the next To the next one? To the last oh, of us? Oh, so hold on, real quick. Prediction. Will okay. Sid but will Sid deal straight with Bad Batch at, by like at some point, they're going to find a way to show, like, we're going to suspect her of having right. less than their best interests at, at heart. Is she going to deal straight with them? Is she going to actually prove to be have a heart of gold or not? Mm. I don't expect her to. You think she's shady in, in all the wrong ways and she's going to betray them if, if she can make enough money <sighs> or something. I don't think she'll go out of her way to betray them, but I think if it comes down to them or herself, she's always going to pick herself. Okay. I think that she thinks she's going to betray them mm-hmm. or that she would, but eventually she decides not to, and she's going to surprise herself a little bit. And have some redemption, so to speak, or growth. I, that's that's the optimist in me, but yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I like it. I guess uh, we'll find what out. Just what I think. We'll, we'll find out. I mean, she just hasn't done that much to make me think she's going to look out for him. You know, she's, yeah. she's pretty self, self, uh, self-centered. Mm-hmm. Self-serving. Absolutely. So I wouldn't be surprised either way, but that's that's what I think. I think she's going to turn out to have more heart than she thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be ideal. I just can't see it happening yet. Well, you have become cynical, and that's not great. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Uh, um, it's oh. not, but let's move on. 
<laughs> so shall we talk about the last of us then yeah okay. yeah um so it's a video game apparently yeah as well so okay so before we even start did you do any like reading about the video game or anything like that like do you have any knowledge other than what you watched in this episode no our friend aldo mm-hmm. uh was talking about how it's a really really good like well he's excited about it because of the video game he loved the video yeah. game uh, so one, one thing i did do is look at the reviews on the video game and just mm-hmm. see what you know like it won a bunch of awards and mm-hmm. you know uh, not not that you can actually really say anything definitively like this, but you know, like a lot, there were a lot of buzzwords like best video game ever made kind right. of things, like accolades, accolades that big places and you know big reviewers, and whatever, would not say about some middling game, like something that you could actually stand on and defend. Right. And so it sounds, and honestly, just the fact that HBO is making their own adaptation of it mm-hmm. is almost vote enough that I was like, yeah, I bet it was a really successful video game if they're doing an adaptation. Mm-hmm. It was a very, very good video game. Um, okay. Yeah. So you, you did you play the video game to its completion? Yeah. Because you, you were saying that you played. Okay, so. I didn't off, play. I didn't play the second one because there's like there's a sequel. Um, okay. And I didn't play that one. I only ever played the first. Um, but it was very good. Right, so is was there multiple uh, difficulty levels? I honestly do not remember because I played it almost 10 years ago. So one of my favorite things, and I didn't even play it, so this is silly that I'm saying I like it. But mm-hmm. um, so Jedi Fallen Order actually has a like a movie version kind of like where you can play it and like mm-hmm. you just basically can't die and you're just like playing the game right for the experience of it not for the challenge Mm -hmm. um and whereas i used to play all the halo games i used to play it play it try to play them co-op and do the hardest like legendary difficulty and stuff like Mm -hmm. we got through the first three halo games like that um so i've always liked that back in the day i just i don't i don't have nearly the time where you just die and die and die and you have to come up with all these crazy strategies um but was it a tough game it like you you could die in it yeah like you could uh one hundred percent you had to come up with did, the strategies to get through it. Did they have a mode where it was just like movie mode or was that just like pretty new? Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't play modern video games. So I'm kind of lost. I I <laughs> honestly don't. I don't know if they did. I don't think they did though. Okay. Um. So it was this was the game story driven or was it like action like you're trying I mean I guess there has to be some action but like was mm-hmm. there a significant amount of story as well I guess Yeah so the game you start off in the game as Sarah so you're playing as Joel's daughter Oh um, okay and it, and it's kind of like a mini tutorial when you start it and the so you're starting kind of like how this episode starts, right? She's like, mm-hmm. they're going through their day before this outbreak kind of happens. Um, yeah. And it's the same idea. Like she's going through her day. She's getting the watch for Joel. Like it's the same. There are, there are, are a lot of things that happen in this episode that also happen in the video game um, that they did a really good job of like tying over mm-hmm. um, or crossing over, whatever you want to call it. So, 
yeah, you do start with her and you're playing as her and then you switch to Joel. Um, I believe it's when it's, it's just before, uh, she is killed. So whenever he's running through that field mm. backyard, whatever with her <clears throat> and the soldier soldier shows up, um, Man. that's when you, you switch to Joel sometime yeah. around there or, um, but yeah, so it, it is very story driven. So you have this whole thing kind of s- setting you up and then she dies and you're thrown in and you start playing as Joel. Um, and it was like looking when you look back at it, you realize if you played the game and I didn't realize it at the time because I didn't know who I would play as when I started playing it. Uh, but mm. a lot of people who did start playing it knew that they were going to be playing as Joel so when you started playing the, tu- the tutorial as his daughter, you immediately kind of got this like red flag going up uh, yeah. to be like, why am I playing as his daughter sort of thing? So, uh, yeah, definitely okay. story driven. But then there is a lot of action because you, the, the whole game it's is a video ex- game. It, yeah. yeah. It, and it's exactly how this episode ends where Joel needs to take Ellie wherever he's taking her. Um, and. And you're doing the exact same thing in the video game. Cool. So, uh, did it did it feel like it did the video game justice, on, at least in the first episode? Yeah, I thought it did. There actually was that moment in this episode where, um, when they're driving through the town with Tommy. It felt like a video game. It felt the, like the a video game. Perspective was very video game-ish because you like couldn't see it. Like you, they just show you see the window of what you could normally yeah. see, and it's like, what's going on? I want to see, but they won't let you. Go. I was like, this is it, it. It literally felt like a video game. It was really well done, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of those those scenes are almost shot for shot out of the video game. Um. Like when they're driving around, when they when they are leaving their house and they see, they kind of go up and, and they see the police cruisers going by and you see that when they are deciding to go on Highway 70 or whatever it was called, that's almost shot for shot out of the game. The house burning, like all that kind of stuff is mm. in the game as well. Well, that's cool. Like I, I love... So, you know, it, it's got a huge, huge fandom, of course, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are excited about it. And I bet that that really adds a certain extra element of like, like, oh, they're showing all the cool stuff. Yeah. So it, I thought they did a really good job. And like, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do. They are, uh, so there is one thing that they are changing. I don't know if you want me to tell you or not. Yeah, I would love some perspective on it because I like I want to know, for instance, I want to know if the game was actually supposed to happen in 2023 or if they just chose that to be like a more, uh, I don't know, relevant year to us. Like, oh, hey, this could be us kind of. Uh, no, the game um, is happening, if I remember correctly, in 2033, because I think the actual like mm-hmm. outbreak starts in 2013 in the game. Okay, so they just rewound for 10 years for some reason. Okay. Yeah. So um, the showrunner said the reason he did that was because he really likes when he's watching the, these types of shows and movies where they're meant to be like chaotic and uh, outbreak year, 
anything like that, he connects more with it when it's your when it's the current time versus mm. being in the future. That's fine. Which, I mean, if it's going to inspire him a little bit more, I mean, I, I don't know what that does for the fandom if they get pissed off, like the rabid fans who are right. like, 10 years, that's a lot. Nah, nah, nah. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, but but like, I don't know. I, I'm not tied to any sentiment to it. I, I'm like, as long as it's a good story for, yeah. for me, I, I don't have any fandom ties to it. I don't have that sentiment. That... Which is fair. Um, In a way, it's, it's really helpful. I, I yeah, like some of these shows you're like wow i don't have to feel real angry about something and honestly like like i didn't even really notice that they changed the time until i i was reading an interview and and he that's where i read that and mm. i was like oh i guess you guys did change the the timeline so okay. i mean it's the same time jump it's still 20 years later as well in the game um mm. they're just changing the starting point sure so okay so you said you were gonna tell me what they changed that i'm guessing yes. it wasn't the year no i mean so they did change that um so in the game this virus is spread through the air um so it, it's airborne it's airborne okay. you just breathe it in so when you are going anywhere um you and you can actually see it in the game. You can see like the spores in the air. So you're wearing a gas mask a lot of the time while you play. Oh, that's like a mechanic element to yeah. it. Okay. You have to actually like put it on in the game, like put, get your character to put it on. Um, mm, so okay. they chose not to do that for the show because they didn't logistically want the actors to be wearing gas masks a lot of the time. Um, so yeah instead... it's a thing that i've always thought was i liked seeing pedro pascal's face he's a, he's a very expressive actor for a yeah. big house for how stoic he is he does such a good job of like he, he is so good i didn't realize he was this good actually um but like that's always been a thing i've like in mandalorian mm -hmm. who's, who's even in there who cares like i could be in there right kind of, you know like i i just like making goofy faces like you know <laughs> And no one would know. Yeah, like it, it doesn't even have to be Pedro Pascal in there mm -hmm. for a lot of it. In fact, I think I've read a few things where he isn't always the actor there. Yeah, like, I've read that too, actually. So, um, yeah. So, so I, I respect their choice not to put gas masks on. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal, to be honest. So that they have it going through this fungus um, instead. Yeah. Um, mm. Which, I mean, to me, I'm like, it kind of sort of makes more sense for it not to be airborne, in my opinion. Because if it were airborne, like, it wouldn't really matter if you had your gas mask off in a clean area or not. Eventually, that clean area is not going to be clean and you're going to get it. Like, Oh, well, yeah, it depends on know? who depends on who can transmit it and stuff. But, yeah, like, it's, um, well, plus, I, I think that. And I don't know, I don't know what the, what the aesthetic is going to be for everything, but I mean, just the the stuff that they showed us, like the fungus stuff, is is real gross, but very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yes, and it, and to me, it actually makes sense because so I'm assuming they're gonna follow this, which was also in the video game, um, and it looks like they probably will. So, and I'm curious if you if you noticed this or or not. Um, the infected 
are not dead. So you, you have your like typical zombie genre where they're, they like, die, they die, but... and they turn into zombies, and then. And then there's just a certain core of their brain that's kind of turned on. That's like the animalistic right. side of things. Right. But it's not, but that they're not redeemable. Like you can't, yeah. they're not alive in any, in any functional way. Like, oh, well, they, they look like my old wife, but my old wife is dead. Now she's just walking around because the synapses in her brain are firing. Right. Exactly. Um, whereas <laughs> in this, in the game, they were infected and it's, it's basically just how infected you are is dictates like how you act and how bad you act. So I don't know if you saw the trailer for episode two, but they do show a preview of like the, they're called the clickers. Um, and that's like when the infection is really far gone, uh, you progress into a clicker essentially. Um, okay. I'm excited to see it. I, um, I mean, we saw a few pictures of the zombies and stuff. Like, I, I yeah. think, I, I don't know. Like, we've we've discovered that you and I have different like versions of of the show that we watch, or not the show itself, but like mm-hmm. the after show. Like, they showed us. It's like a preview of the other episodes in the coming weeks, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, it's not necessarily just for episode two. At least that's what the one I saw. Right. It's just uh, whereas I saw, I, don't know. I saw. I mean, I don't know if it is the coming weeks, but they they titled it episode two, and I was like, okay. Yeah, my, mine was definitely not titled as episode two. So yeah, maybe I saw a clicker, maybe not. But okay, so I, I heard you guys mentioning clickers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll, I'll look forward to look, seeing what that is. Um. Okay, so show wise, yes, show wise. Uh, uh, first off, I, I want to say I'm glad there wasn't any jumpy parts. Like yeah. there were parts that I, I thought there were going to be jumpy parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it made me feel like I was gonna ah, like, but there wasn't any. It was creepy certainly, mm-hmm. and there were parts that they could have inserted a, a jump node, <laughs> the, yeah. like where I'm just like, ah, they could have made me jump, but they didn't. And I appreciated that because I, I don't want to. I hate it. Yeah. I hate that. But well, some people like it. I hate it, man. <laughs> I hate it. And I, I actually was watching, pro- we were probably at the same, probably same scene um, when Sarah was going up. through the neighbor's yeah. house. And I was like, okay, yep. it's going to happen. And I was like prepared. I'm like, they're yep. going to do it. They're going to do it. And then they didn't. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Like it, it was still super creepy, but they didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't make me jump. I was... So uh, I mean, maybe, maybe that's, I just, I hope that's a decision that they make. They can have creepy, but not jumpy. Like yeah. Walking Dead very rarely had jump scares. And mm-hmm. I, I appreciated that. Like I would have stopped watching it way before. Cause that's an element of like horror movies. I just, I, I don't like horror movies. And I think that's at the very core of it. I just, I don't like like the startle thing, yeah. you know? Yeah, me like too. I, I can deal with disturbing a little more at least, but but jumps, I'm just like you're just tricking me. Like that's all it is. It's just like you, you know, like my my four year old tries to do that to me. Like it's annoying. <laughs> Stop. Uh, yeah, no, I was very happy that they didn't do it, and and like also kind of pleasantly surprised because I I figured they would. 
It seemed like it. Mm-hmm. I liked I liked how this show was divided. The first one was divided into two segments. Like the first one was like a pretty classic uh zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. you know, like everyone's at school and then they're like, You will be tested on this. And it's like, Will school even happen tomorrow? Right. But everyone's at school and then suddenly just pandemonium breaks out. Yeah. Yeah. It was it's just your classic get out get the hell out of dodge asap and see what happens okay be honest when when they said jakarta and he was like they were like wondering what jakarta was did you know what jakarta was where it was it's in the middle east isn't it well they answered it i i didn't i didn't know oh so it's the capital of Indonesia, and I, mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was either Indonesia or maybe Thailand. I wasn't sure, uh, but I was glad I was vindicated. I was just curious. <laughs> if you knew. No, of course, of course. When I asked my wife when she watched it with me, she was like, she was like, "Oh yeah, it's the capital of Indonesia." I'm like, <laughs> "You're like, Thanks. I thought I was like, but would it be reasonable that maybe someone would think Thailand?" She's like, "No." Oh no, I'm like. <laughs> I'm like I thought it was pretty reasonable. <laughs> uh, no. No. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, no. So, yeah, exactly what you said, though. They had that nice little... And I guess it was kind of pretty much half the episode, right? Like uh, Almost exactly, actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I, li- I like that. Um, let's see. So uh, yeah, I like Pedro Pascal. Mm-hmm. Of course, he, it was it, it was just fun to see him in something. I, I know that he's probably been in other things that I should have seen mm-hmm. by now, but I haven't really. Like Mandalorian. Yeah. And that's it for for at least two episodes of Mandalorian because those are the only times you see his face. Mm-hmm. Um, um. So actually, what's really cool about about this is him and uh, Bella Ramsey, the girl that plays Ellie, both were in mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Um, oh, were they? Okay, I, I never yeah. got that far. I mean, I didn't get far at all. They but. weren't on the show at the same time, and their characters like never interacted. So this was the first time they actually met. Um, oh, I saw your note actually. You, you, yeah, you wrote that down. Okay. Yeah. What What are they? What roles are they? So he plays. Um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name, and I literally just read it today. But he's in season four, and and he plays. I'm going to have to look it up because it's going to drive me nuts. Um, and then she shows up in season six. Oh, he plays Oberyn Martell. Okay. That's the one. Um, and then she's in, I want to say season six, maybe it was season seven, but she plays Liana Mormont. Um, and she's a character from the North. Oh. Um, so okay. she was, it was her, I think it was her first acting gig actually to do Game of Thrones. And she was 13 at the time. Uh, and she was, in my opinion, probably a pretty big fan favorite. Like, I don't think I read a single bad thing about her character during Game of Thrones. Cool. Um, Maybe someday I'll get o- get over myself and actually watch all of those. <laughs> so, but so anyway, so they didn't interact, obviously. Um, and yeah, they both kind of came into this into the show knowing that the other one had been on game of thrones but not actually working with each other on game of thrones um so it's like mm. a little bit of a shared history for them that they finally got to meet now though cool 
Yeah. Well, it's interesting to me. I'm looking at uh, Bella Ramsey's uh, name or, or profile here on, on Google, and it says she's 19 years old. She pulls off a 14-year-old pretty well, though. <laughs> she does. Not that I spend time, like, actually. I'm always such a bad gauge of, uh, like, judge of ages for kids. Like, I remember one time I was like, ugh, like, all these preteens are so, like, I was at this, I was in a rest area, and they're just have, like, a bus full of them just, like, got out, and they were, they were just being obnoxious and annoying, and then I was like, ugh, all these, like, you know, uh, like, preteens are uh, so obnoxious, and, and someone I was with, uh, who, who, like, taught that age group, they were like, no, this, this is high school. Oh, boy. I was like, very well. Oh, well, so so to be fair, <laughs> when she was in Game of Thrones, so she would have been 13, something like that, when she was cast in Game of Thrones. Okay. And I always thought the character was – I can't remember if they actually said how old she was or not in the show, the character. Uh, I always thought the character she was playing was, like, 10. So she, I think she just is one of those people that looks young for their age um, and can pull it off being cast okay, I. Her. I'd heard, uh, so the only other time I've heard of her, uh, was someone was telling me about a movie, a, a movie adaptation for a book called, uh, Catherine called Birdie. Oh, okay. Uh, which is a, a novel apparently. Um, and it's, it's set in, you know, like medieval times and she lived in a castle and stuff. Apparently she was fun in that one. She's like the main character. Mm -hmm. but... No, I think she she was really, really strong in Game of Thrones. So I think she's going to do a really mm -hmm. good job as Ellie as well. Good. Well, I, yeah, I, I I didn't like her as much as I liked the, you called her Sarah? Yeah, Joel's daughter. The, yeah, Joel's daughter, Sarah. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked, I liked Sarah better, mm -hmm. I think. But I, I'm willing to like Ellie more, mm -hmm. you know. I, I was like, they should have just swapped roles. They should have had... <laughs> <laughs> she should have had her die and had uh, but whatever whatever um yeah so gosh i didn't i really didn't think that uh sarah was gonna die actually i was, I, I was like oh okay i didn't realize that it was gonna be with her in it like none of the previews had her in it and now you know why i was sad yeah. I, I was legitimately just like oh yeah but i can imagine like like the level of guilt that he had because he like used her as a like not intentionally but he used her as a shield like she right. shielded him like she saved his life like and he well, as he was trying to save her life yeah and i mean i, I you just got to think like he's just blaming himself forever for 20 years he's just kicked the shit out of himself for it yeah well and like it has a as you're saying right now like it has a total effect on how he acts with ellie right so um it's gonna yeah be... like he wanted to be like her like dealing hardcore drugs it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be interesting yeah that that like line Sarah. is out of the game the hardcore drugs thing yeah oh that's fun yeah it's out of the game so like that they did a really good job like adding these little nods um what mm. also is really cool is so marlene um she's like the head of the fireflies right Oh, I, I think they did like the after show thing okay. that you don't have access to. But she said that she was the actress for the game yeah. too, right? Yeah. So she she played yeah. Marlene in the game. Um, and there are apparently going to be other yeah. actors in the show that are from the game as well. They're just going to be 
playing different characters. So they're, they're not cast as who they were in the video game. They're cast as somebody else this time around. Um, but she's the only one who carries over hmm. from video game to show as the same character. Okay. Well, yeah, she said in the, her little mini interview that she was really surprised that they, like, she she heard about it. She's like, well, I have to apply, but I know that she's not going to hire me. Right. And then they did, and she's like, this is so awesome. It So, uh, from your knowledge of the game, is she, did she become, uh, like, does she continue to be a character in mm-hmm. the show, or in the, the greater storyline? Yeah. She... Okay. Yep, yep. Cool. Uh, like, does she play, I, I don't want, like, too many spoilers, like, does she play, uh, semi-important role at least like is she actually yeah she's semi-important it's not like she just shows up and dies instantly or something correct cool okay i liked her she was fun yeah so i thought that was like a really cool uh thing that they got to do and bring her in okay so um the fungus thing man so (laughs) There's this that really creepy moment. The the other creepy moments. There's yes, it's all it all happens in the the in old the people's house. house. Yeah. Uh, like the the one where she's looking at the DVDs, um, mm-hmm. and then the old woman's like, oh, like opens her mouth and does her the creepy weird. Yeah, thing. in the background. Yeah. Yeah. It is uh, eerily like when you go back and and look think about it now, you're like, oh, that is like so foreshadowy. Because um, in in the game, it's actually a different neighbor that oh, okay. uh, attacks them. They do see an older. If I'm remembering correctly, I'm pretty sure they see another like older neighbor that attacks them. But it is um, when they're driving on that street and you see the house burning, and they're like, "Oh, that's Jimmy's place." I think they said it was Jimmy's place or whatever. That's the neighbor in the video game that ends up like busting into their house, all infected and zombified. Um, so they, they tweaked it a little bit in terms of that, but like when you're, when you see that scene, like I can visualize it in my brain now and just like, it is a little bit foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. She's, um, it's creepy. Yeah. It's creepy for sure. Um, so I when 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 uh, Sarah is going through the house that you know she's discovering the you know the guy's like help me and yeah then she she looks and you know like Caesar. the lady so I thought that she was eating the other woman uh, I thought she was eating her hair and that was what was coming out of her mouth but right. I think that was just I think that was just fungus that... actually the second time I watched it I was like oh those are just gross fungus things and then I noticed it on. The other one of the other uh, infected, I think they're calling him. Yeah. Like one of the other zombie guys, when they was chasing, like he had them coming out of his mouth too, which is I just didn't notice it the first time through. Yeah, it's it's the fungus, and then that's how I, I'm assuming that's what they're gonna use as the like contamination device. That sounds weird, um, mm-hmm. but like the factor that would be if if they bite you, for example, then you would get infected with the fungus because obviously the fungus is right there. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Like, so, you know, they, they show like someone got infected and they just got plastered to the wall by the fungus. Like it just grow, grew out mm-hmm. and killed them. Like it is gross, but I liked, uh, you never see zombies just 
dying on their own even though they're like theoretically supposed to die on their own right but due to not having enough sustenance to, to keep their body alive like in the walking dead that never happens at least as far as i got through it like mm-hmm. they're they're just maybe a little shit more shabby looking but otherwise they never just keel over i like that this one like the affection actually eventually does terminate that their existence like that I don't know. It's a decent nod. I, I like I like that at least. Right. Which I mean, when you think about it, it makes sense. Like if they're not actually dead. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's too bad. So. Gosh, it's so weird because I can't really ask you for predictions now because you I know. played the game. I know. Because yeah, that that's the thing. You can't you can't ask me what I expect. Okay, so I will say, what do you think? Well happen from here uh so he's trying to go find his brother who mm-hmm. it was apparently um part of the the greater like rebellion the resistance the fireflies mm-hmm. um uh, you know I, I think he'll eventually maybe he'll just like buy into it I, I don't know but it seems like ellie is gonna be part of the cure you know they're like oh she got it but she's got a great purpose like it seems like She's pretty obviously, at least right now, we're supposed to focus on her as more important than anyone because she has what it takes to, uh, you know, like actually fight the the fungus, fight the virus, whatever it is. Right. Um, so they're going to protect her. He doesn't realize how important she is, but eventually he'll she'll become important to him because of, uh, you know, story of the reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got to he's got to protect. He's, she'll be Grogu in this episode yeah. in this season. <laughs> She's baby Yoda. Yep. Uh. <laughs> um I mean in, in big strokes I, I think that that's, you know, I I don't know exactly what's going to happen. Like his it it looked like in the previews he's going to meet up with his brother at some point. Um it looks like there's an old west scene which is kind of fun, people on horses and all that. Um I I don't know. I I just want a good adventure story. Yeah. Really. Um, yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I, I like it when someone, I like the stories where someone just takes all the pre-existing, uh, pre-existing powers that be mm-hmm. and just breaks them. All the institutions, like they're just gone, you know, the government's thrown into chaos there's some kind of outside pressure, like zombies or whatever, to to just create chaos and make people panic about things, mm-hmm. not non-rational. And you know, we just get to see the madness. Yeah. So it's just unraveling. Well, I guess it's unraveled, and now, now we're in the post era and how people are mm-hmm. managing. Well, I I really like the idea of uh, you know. It, anyone can be awesome in, in when they're in comfort, mm-hmm. when they're comfortable, when they are in their element, when, you know, like they, everyone can shine then they can show people who they can show people sides of themselves that don't actually exist. You know, they can pretend. Uh, and I like it when you, you get to stress a character enough that their real side comes out and you get to see, are they actual cowards? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, actually cowards. Are they actually, brave and we didn't realize it holy cow like wow that was that was awesome um 
uh, you know, are they are they actually heroic? Are they are they tough? Do they just want to be comfortable? Like what what are they actually like distilling them down to their base components? I you know, and this is a really good setting for that. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right because you don't have those comforts now. Yeah, I, I thought they did a really good job actually of like they hinted at his. Like he he's become extremely capable. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't seem like he was uh, like not capable before, but like I love the way they kind of slowly introduced his legend. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like they're like oh well, you know, I, like there was that really subtle. He's talking to that to that cop guy. Uh, you know, he's selling him the pills and stuff, and he's like, yeah, I guess that like killing people and you know, like they, they, the there's a there's a factory that makes like bullets and pills right and he's like well I, I guess you know like they it's tough to kill people so people need to sleep or whatever people need to take the pills for them mm -hmm. and he's like i hear that and the guy's like oh you've heard that like he he was clearly like no you've you've done it we know that i know yeah that. yeah you know like his body count is pretty high but we don't we don't ever see it um you know and, and slowly like it's unraveled that you know like that guy, the the criminal guy who beat up Tess and stuff. Like, he's like terrified of him, and you know, there's just a lot of really fun hints that what he's become that we didn't actually, we didn't see. But right, because we we've skipped all those years, right? So you're just kind of thrown into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked Tess too. Actually, I mm -hmm. liked how I liked how tough she was and how. You know, she's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm all beat up, but we've got a job to do, and we're just gonna, like, don't don't feel sorry for me. Let's just right get things done. Just... Was she? She's a character in the game. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Was she in the same initial role? Uh, in the game? I'm pretty sure. I. Oh, man, I'm trying to remember how much she's in it. I remember more. I, I I'll put it this way. I remember more about Marlene in the game than I do about Tess. Oh, interesting. Okay, that's fair. I I liked how I I liked. I don't know. She she's just very pragmatic, very practical. Yeah. I, I thought she was cool. Um. Uh, they, they they set up they set a lot of things up. It, it was sad, like the kid who came who wandered into the town, and they they were like, "Oh, red killer," or him, yeah. whatever. Just, and then they see the next time the next scene we see Pedro Pascal, Joel throwing mm -hmm. her in the fire. You know. Yeah, it is sad. But I thought I thought maybe there was like a cure. You know, like they were like, "Oh, mm -hmm. just." Give her some medicine and she'll be fixed. I was like, oh, cool. Like, they're, they're fixing. Oh, never mind. She's in the fire. She's dead. Yeah. No cure, sadly. Not yet. Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah. Do you have anything else you want to touch on with this episode? I mean, there's, there's so much. There's so much going on here. I but... know. Um, let's see. Um... I'm trying to think of about you? the only, so the other thing that they changed um, that I'm remembering now is, uh, so you have, um, 
so when when we jump forward and we're in this like quarantine zone the 20 years later and joel's in that line and he's getting his i think they're like ration tickets or or whatever um that is from fedra which is like their government overseeing mm-hmm. things which is what yep. the fireflies <clears throat> are are fighting against um right. and in the game he doesn't actually take jobs from them he only gets what he needs through like smuggling basically um okay so he you in the game it feels like you are playing like this more of like this scoundrelly type of character less legitimate yeah, yeah. uh which makes sense like when you think about it because you you're in this environment that is surviving essentially and you've got a quasi government now and a rebellion sort of and then you have chaos in the in between um plus the infected still so he just kind of does his own little smugglery scoundrelly type thing mm. uh, one thing i thought was cool about this show um and i, I thought maybe actually it was something you might agree with me on was uh, I liked that they didn't show just a bunch of gratuitous violence. Like, there's certainly yeah. violence. But, but like, there was this thing where, uh, you know, they're tra- tracking down the battery. And they eventually open the door. And everyone, like, all the all the gangbangers are dead. All of, you know, a bunch, probably a bunch of Firefly people are dead. Mm-hmm. And there's a big firefight. And there were already characters that they'd introduced. Like, they could have easily shown the firefight between the two. Right. But they didn't. They didn't I, like we saw the, the dead bodies and I just liked that we didn't we didn't need it we didn't need them to just be shooting each other's brains out like we we could we could see a bunch of corpses and oh well that happened all right like let's move the story along right exactly yeah I totally agree with you um especially because like to me I think a lot of it not even necessarily violence but a lot of the implied violence is going to come from when you're trying to survive with like these infected people around you. Um, but then you're also trying to f- survive with, you know, society around you. Uh, so you don't necessarily need to have constant violence shoved down your throat. Cause it's already there. Like it's, you already know that that's happening. Right. Right. Oh yeah, exactly. Like, um, that doesn't need to be like I, I don't I don't need to see a bunch of people killing each other. I've I've seen that everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everywhere in my life, like that. <laughs> all entertainment has that, and there is a little bit of that, but it's it's all very story related, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say it feels like what they do show is directly related to what is happening in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't shy away from the violence, the the necessary violence. But yeah, mm-hmm. I I appreciated that about it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it it was good. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see how it keeps going. I I I'm I after one episode though, I'm pretty hooked. Actually, it's really good. It I I honestly thought it was a very strong first episode. Yeah, I, I was like, man, I can't believe they didn't release a second one. Damn it. I know. I, I kind of thought they would, but they didn't. So we have eight more because there's nine total. Yeah. And okay, so. I have no idea if there's going to be a season two or not. Oh, like this might con- 
this might complete the entire video game maybe yeah. or maybe it won't yeah hmm. depending on on what they're doing here so what a decision to make for them because it's like if they think it's going to be well received maybe they want to maybe they want to like they've already developed all the you know they've gotten the cast they've developed mm -hmm. all the this the um whatever the the scenes yeah no, not, uh, that's not the right word but um like they developed all the stuff right props everything like they, they could probably make a second season a lot cheaper than mm -hmm. the well, initial cost of the first season um so apparently hbo was setting aside for this season they set aside 10 to 15 million dollars per episode Oof. so this is like 90 to what 140 million dollars for the season uh, it's a lot yeah yeah i mean so some a lot of the hyperbole about about rings of power you know like people are like it costs a billion dollars to make this mm -hmm. you know it's crazy and like a lot what a lot of people don't like they're not they're not actually they're being disingenuous about it because like First off, they had to develop all the sets and, right. and all that stuff. Like they had to develop the, the front costs are way more expensive. And then they also the, like the budget for the whole thing is like a billion dollars. It's not it's not just one season. It's like for the whole of them. Thing. Yeah. 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 But I mean, what, what I took from that, a lot of it, though, was uh, the initial costs for a show are way more expensive. The next the next show probably costs significantly less if they want to run it for season two. Right. Which makes sense. I was impressed, though. I thought it was good. I I didn't know if I'd care about another zombie apocalypse kind of thing, mm -hmm. but it's good. I like the fungus twist. Um, it's a little different. The, the zombies were way creepier. Like instead of them just like kind of shifting their stances and shambling over toward you, they, they like stand up, like they sit up real quick, and you're like, oh wow, what? yeah and then then they're just like desperate animalistic madness trying to get their target yeah pretty scary and cool so you can imagine how jumpy i was playing the video game hmm was the video <laughs> game pretty jumpy oh yeah yeah like in a you're like <clears throat> startled yeah i i also just like i i scare easily so mm. uh yeah very well it's all good so i'm i'm excited though we get another episode sunday sunday all right well i'll wait till sunday then i guess you don't have another choice yeah realistically i'll watch it a few days later anyway <laughs> yeah yeah um but i think that's it for the first episode yeah we could call it good anything else you want to talk about I don't think so. I'm trying to like scan through the episode in my brain and all I can visualize is the, is this psycho neighbor later lady chasing Sarah down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I wasn't I don't know. I I thought I thought it was good. I, I mean, I hope it doesn't I don't think they're going to make it into just zombies, but no, no, I don't think they will either. I think they are definitely going to be focusing on, like, the societal aspects of it. Good. Yeah. At least I hope so. Because that's, that's uh, the more interesting part to me. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, The Walking Dead, too. Like, it was like the zombies. It was cool to watch them just butcher the zombies sometimes. You know, that was kind of fun or whatever. But it was always the biggest threat was always, always other humans. Exactly. Other humans trying to survive. Trying to mess with each other. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. messed up, man. Yeah. Um. Cool. So I think, I think that's it. All right. We can call it good until next week. Yeah, call it something. See you guys. Have a good week. (laughs)